Hello and welcome to a very special episode of The Paranormal Sun, coming to you live from Tower Studios. As always, I'm JT, and I'll be your tour guide as we explore the unexplained. Well, good morning, everyone. It's, uh, it's a good day. It's very early in the morning here. And when I say very early in the morning, it's overnight for a lot of people. It's around 3 a.m. I'm feeling much better. Thank you for everyone who sent the well wishes. Um, migraines are one of my Achilles heels. I've had them my whole life. And I found it extremely fascinating that a few weeks ago, I finally got online and I did a birth chart for myself. So an astrology birth chart, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. And depending on where the planets and the other celestial bodies are supposed to have been at the time that you were born and where you were, it's supposed to portend certain things about your life. Now, I found this eerily accurate. It said that two vulnerabilities that I would have throughout my life would be fevers and headaches. Well, migraines are right at the top of the list, and other people who know me know that I tend to, I get respiratory issues, sinus issues, things like that. Now, when I do, I'm miserable. But once I get fever, I get in some pretty bad trouble. And I had some pretty bad cases over my life of different kinds of fevers. Uh, rheumatic fever and scarlet fever and all those kind of fun things. So fever seems to love me for whatever the reason. So yeah, folks, so I wanted to make sure I got on my tinfoil hat just for you uh, ahead of the weekend so you can have another extra bonus episode of CIA coverage. Now, I'm ve being very positive about this, so I say this in a positive mood. The plan is Season 3, Episode 1, to come out on Wednesday, here Wednesday night. In other words, the standard operating release date for a new episode in the middle of the week. So... Look, I don't foresee anything else happening. Um, I do have to go like the wind to get some things done and get the recording done in time. But I'm feeling much better now, so I'm sure I'll be able to do that. Now, I'm, I am feeling better today, as I say. I posted a photo earlier of myself um, having a beer in the studio. And I don't drink a whole lot of beer, and especially not when I'm recording or working on the show but I got this beer for the Super Bowl and then promptly couldn't drink it because of my migraine. So I've decided to have a few tonight. Uh, not a massive amount, but I'm having another one now as I record the show. So if you hear any awkward pauses, you'll know what's going on. So a few things that I'm going to announce here on this bonus content episode before we roll into Season 3. And then I will repeat it again when I do this Season 3 premiere episode. So some of you may know, but most of you won't know. I've been looking around at ways to spread the word of the paranormal sun, so to speak. Not that I'm a prophet, but just to expand the show, get more people listening, get more people involved in what I do. And I was approached by a gentleman from a podcast co-op in Australia a few weeks ago, about three weeks ago. And he asked me if I would like to join their co-op. And I looked into it, and yeah, wow, it's brilliant. It's not a podcast network. It's not one of those things where the show's going to change in any marked way. And any of the changes really will be kind of be at my 
my behest. So there will be a few things that might change, like I might have a intro of another podcast episode at the beginning of the show now and again, and they'll do the same for me. So it's helping to cross-pollinate our shows, so to speak, get out to similar audiences who may never have heard of our shows. But it's an it's an amazing outfit. They've been very supportive so far, and I'm really looking forward to that journey. The co-op is called TNC, which stands for That's Not Canon. And I'll be posting some links on social media and whatnot in the coming weeks. Now that the migraine is cleared and things that I've had to push off, I'll be getting on to that. So that's a very positive thing for the show. Another thing is that I have changed podcast hosts, or I'm in the middle of changing podcast hosts. Now, Anchor has got its benefits, no doubt. However, uh, the new podcast platform provider that I'll be using just seems to be head and shoulders above them in ways that are very important for the program. One of those ways is in the analytics, so I can see who's listening from where, and kind of zone in on that. It's much more accurate from my understanding as compared to the one that I've been using. And there are some other very positive uh, and excellent advantages over the one that I've been using. So I'm not going to speak ill of them. They provided me a free platform for a long time, which was excellent. But as things grow, sometimes we find, as I'm sure we all know, you go from a bicycle to a car, you might go from a car to a bus, you might go from a bus to a wheelchair in life. It's the same kind of thing with this. So it's just time to move to a different platform. Now, the reason why I've decided to tell you this is, number one, if you run into any issues with any shows, make sure you let me know and I'll get on to it. Their customer service is extremely reactive and very quick and helpful in comparison to my previous platform. The other thing is that because I've told you on the show time and time again, my friends, that I am an IT Cro-Magna, okay? And I managed to screw it up in the midst of my migraines and I stuffed up moving the show, basically. I just did something I shouldn't have. So when you go to look for the back episodes right now of The Paranormal Sun, odds are you won't find them. And you'll probably be wondering what the heck happened. Well, this is what's happened, and we're trying to get it sorted out. And I'm hoping that by early this upcoming week, you know, around Monday, that it will be sorted out. But in the meanwhile, if you're looking for past episodes, that's why they're not currently available. And I'll have it sorted as soon as I can. I'm just waiting on the customer service of my previous platform to get back to me and hopefully sort this out as quickly as we can. So... Yeah, it, it will be positive, though, folks. I've already seen some very good benefits from it, and I think it's going to be something that's going to be excellent moving forward. But as I say, if you see any issues with the show content, whether it's quality of the podcast dropping off as far as listening quality, whether it's programs not being available, anything like that, just make sure you let me know so that I can go back and let them know. Now, I do want to give a few shout-outs. You know, generally with these bonus episodes, I don't give shout-outs, but I do have a few for this episode. One of them is to the chapter president in the Isle of Wight, Shambra. Shambra has been quite ill recently, and so I would like to wish Shambra that she gets better and feels better as soon as she can. 
I know what it's like. Like I say, I've just gone through it a bit myself. It's not fun. And you in the Northern Hemisphere, I'm sure you know it's winter, and you'll be getting slammed with all sorts of these things. So, Shambra, I hope you feel better very soon. Now, the, everyone else, thank you for listening. From the bottom of my heart, you all know how much it means to me that you listen and that you contribute and you come back to me and you let me know what you think and you have positive words of encouragement to me. And from the bottom of my heart, I really do appreciate it. Now, one other person on Instagram that I'd like to give a shout out to, Ricky Master Kim, who's always been very positive, is forever on Instagram sending Ricky healing to people all over the world. She's had a very serious operation recently and is feeling under the weather. So, folks, if you've got a minute, I'd really appreciate it if you would send some positivity her way because she's, as long as I've seen her on Instagram, she's just been someone on there posting positively, saying, hey, if you want some, some Reiki healing, please uh, just reply and I'll send some your way. Very altruistic. Has never I've never seen her on there asking for anything. And she's really been through the ringer lately. So if you've got some time to just spare some positive thoughts towards Kim, I would really appreciate it. Okay, so one other thing that's going to be going on. Uh, Xander, who's a very close friend of the show, has been very helpful through my journey. And Xander is the chapter president for the Paranormal Sun in China. Xander has started a bit of a group for some of us content creators to support each other and follow each other, but also support each other and support what we do. So some of the people in this group, I just wanted to give a very quick shout out and I will be checking out their content. It's only just kind of come to light as I was getting ready to record. So I will be going through and checking out some of their programs. So to James at the Night's End podcast, to Chelsea and her husband at the Searching Pod, to Brandon at the Expeditious Fool Tarot. It's great to get to work with all of you, and I'm sure I'll really enjoy your content as I get in there and start following some of the things that you do. And of course, to Xander from the Xander and Stone podcast. Look, mate, I appreciate everything you do. You're a very supportive person, and you're always looking at new ways to support others. So, it really means a lot to me, and I really appreciate it. And as I've said a few times already, 2021 is going to be our year, and I'm well on the way, and I'm sure you are as well. So we're going to get where we want to go this year. There's going to be no excuses. The Paranormal Sun Train is going to be rolling on, and anybody who wants to hop on board, there's plenty of room in the back carriage. Hop on, join the show, listen, enjoy. Now, people who wonder and ask, because again, I've often got new listeners checking out the program. If you're wondering how you can follow The Paranormal Sun, the best way is just to go to find The Paranormal Sun on Instagram. And it's the underscore paranormal underscore sun with a, par with a underscore between each word. Now, once you get there, if you just click in the bio, there's a link there. It's kind of like a link tree. And it will basically give you everything you could want. Everything from the website to Patreon if you want to support the program that way. There's the PayPal link if you want to send a few dollars to support the program. There's the merchandise uh, basket icon there that you can click to go over and check out stuff in the Paranormal Sun store. I've done a lot of work going through there and revamping that and adding some new items and also just refreshing it a bit. 
there's all kinds of things there. Like I say, there's all kinds of links where you can follow. Now, as we get back to a bit more of a schedule going into Season 3, I will be doing my best to keep you updated on upcoming shows, what the plan is, what the topics will be roughly, etc. But again, those of you who are long-term listeners to the program, you already know this. Basically, the show usually starts out with general shout-outs. Sometimes it's uh, follow-ups from previous shows. Then I'll get into a news segment that's titled The News of the Damned. Then we get into our topic, and generally we go one week UFOs and one week something else because UFOs are front and center in many people's minds, and there's so many fascinating cases, folks. And again, you know the Paranormal Sun and you know JT. We don't just go, oh, well, let's trot out Roswell. Uh, let's go and do Kecksburg. There's nothing wrong with those cases, and they're great cases, and I will get to them one day. But the problem is everybody and their dog and their aunt and their first cousin who knows a guy, everybody's done an episode on those on those topics. So I try and bring some of the more fascinating ones that you may never heard of. Now I have, and there are always new ones I'm learning about. I'll tell you, I've got an app on my phone. I used to write it down, but now I've got an app on my phone. And if I'm checking out a program or I'm listening to another podcast or something on YouTube and I hear about some case that I haven't heard of, you know it. I'm putting it down and it's being added to the Hangar 51 of the Paranormal Sun. So I've got hundreds of topics, folks. Literally, I've said this before, but it's no exaggeration. I have got hundreds of topics without even trying too hard to cover over, not counting the ones I've already done. So don't you worry. I will get to everything someday, I hope. Now, on that note, if there is a subject that you'd like me to cover, or whether it's just a, hey, did you know about, or if it's a more specifically, can you cover this, or when are you going to get to this, I do my very best to please you, my listening audience, and I try and move things around within reason, and I'll try and move those things to the front. I've done it before when I've been asked about certain subjects, and in fact, one of the very first episodes of the program, which was about the Farmington UFO Armada in, I want to say, 1952 off the top of my head. That was a listener request from one of the now chapter presidents in North Carolina. So don't think that I'm going to not reply to you or not care. If there's something you'd like to hear more about, by all means, drop me a line. You can email me at theparanormalsun at gmail.com. You can hop on that Instagram, hop on Facebook, send me a message. I do my best to get back to people as soon as I can. I am the most active on Instagram and Facebook, not so much on places like Twitter, just because, uh, yeah, the Twitter is um, a bit toxic to me. That's just my personal opinion. However, it doesn't mean I won't answer messages on there, so feel free to send me a message on there if you'd like. Send me an email. Uh, I have had a few general questions about Season 3, so I'm going to just very briefly answer them before we move into these UFO files. So the first one was, are there going to be more collaborative episodes, more interviews in Season 3? Yes, there will be some more. I can't tell you how many I'm actually going to do. The reason being, again, long-term listeners will know that we do 20 episodes a season, not counting bonus material. Well, I don't want to do 15 interviews or 15 mixed episodes. I like to have a good mix where I do my own research and then also interviews and having people on. I love having people on, but I, I want to have a good mix. I want to keep that good mix going, if that makes sense. 
So yes, there will definitely be some more interviews that some I've already got recorded that I've just got to get ready and some that are still in the cards, but there will definitely be more in season three coming up. Another question that I was asked is that, hey, JT, in the future, are you going to be looking at doing something like contests or giveaways? Yes, folks, I am. The reality is, I've said this many times on the show before, and I'm not crying about it, but I'm unemployed. <laughs> the budget is very tight for the program. Uh, I'm not even breaking even, and that's fine. I don't do this necessarily to get rich from it. Now, if I could keep the integrity of the show and at the same time earn a living wage from it, this would be a dream job, of course. But that's not what I'm doing it for. I'm not doing it to be Joe Rogan and get rich. I'm not saying that's why he's doing it. I'm just saying that wasn't the reason why I started the program. So I know that's a bit of a long, short answer. But yes, in future, I would love nothing more than to do some giveaways for you and do some contests and things like that. Maybe some cross promotions with other podcasts as well. And doing a bit of sharing and running larger contests between several shows. I think that would be good. And one last question that I've had, which was simply, hey, JT, it was very much along the lines of the interviews and collaborative episodes. And that question was about, hey, didn't you mention something about having an interview that you were going to be telling us about right away? Yes. Uh, and this is, folks, again, I don't mean to keep making it sound big, but it was. For me, it was very big. I basically got to interview one of my idols in this field, and the sound quality had issues. A lot of it was that it was only about the second or third interview that I'd done uh, remotely, so over the internet. I had a new microphone, and I didn't really clarify with this gentleman that I needed him to wear earphones, so had a bit of reverberation on the recording. Now, a longtime friend of the program, Scott, over at the old 77, has gone through and cleaned out the audio, and I'm going to have to re-record it and release it. And I'll give you a caveat when that comes out as well, just, again, warning you about a bit about the sound quality. But yes, it's look, it's still going to happen. It's just a matter of getting that time. Uh, someone else asked me, sorry, there was one last thing. I was asked about Patreon and what's going on with Patreon. Yes, I'm revamping it. I was in the middle of trying to revamp it when I got hit with this migraine uh, wave. I didn't just want to go in there and start doing stuff for Patreon based on what everyone else had to say. So I asked a few people who are near and dear to the show to fill in a very quick poll about what they find they would find value in in Patreon tiers and what kind of bonus content, things like that, they may like. And I've got to go through and tabulate some of that and put that into a bit of a spreadsheet and work out how and at what tier and all of that sort of stuff because that's all a bit of fun as well. Um, yeah, uh, but, but look, folks, I want to make sure that people who support the program on Patreon have got something tangible that at the end of the day they can say, hey, I'm helping JT, I'm helping the Paranormal Son, I definitely want this program out there for others to enjoy, and I want him to be able to turn out this content that I love, but at the same time, I would like something of my own as a donor, and, and I fully get that. So that will be coming in the not-too-distant future. Uh, definitely by the end of February, I'd say I'll have that up and running in the way that I really want. 
So with all of that being said, my friends, thank you for listening to my diatribe. And I do hope you enjoy these CIA files as we get into them. Now, those of you who are new to this, basically a gentleman named John Greenwald started a website in the 90s called The Black Vault. And The Black Vault has long been a clearinghouse for all kinds of government files, as well as general conspiracy theories and all kinds of things like that, and other people bringing forth documentation and information. Now, I've long valued the Black Vault, but it's gotten more and more well-known in the last, let's say, 10 years because of the involvement with some of these UFO files. Well, anyway, earlier this year, um, my, sorry, I shouldn't say earlier this year because it's 2021, but in the last three or four months, somewhere in there, John did a massive dump on the Black Vault of these CIA files, which he had gathered from Freedom of Information requests in the U.S., and it's about 2,700 files. And there's some really interesting things in there. I have not found, I've not done an episode of this where I've not found something fascinating to me, and I would think that you, the listeners as well, have would have found out a lot of things. So what I do is I just basically play Lucky Dip or Grab Bag, right? So I go in and I grab out some files, and I number those files, and then I go in the file and I read it on air, and you and I are looking at that file at, at the same time. So you're hearing me read it in in the first instance. I haven't pre-read that, pre-read it for the show. So all of my reactions and everything are basically live and direct to you. Now there are a few issues. Some of these files go back to the 50s, so some of them aren't. They're a bit smudgy, and they've been photocopied, or they've got a bit of issue with them. So sometimes it's hard to read them, and you'll hear me saying that. Now, oftentimes you would have seen this in the movies and that, where they will take like a black marker and they will cross out certain things they don't want you to be able to read. So anytime I run into something like that, I just say redacted, and it's usually names and addresses and things like that. But every one of these that every one of these shows I've done, I've found at least one or two files that have been fascinating or added a different spin or a different angle on this whole UFOs and the government and particularly with the CIA kind of uh, interaction. And it's been really fascinating to me. So I'm sure you will enjoy it, those of you who are listening to the show for the first time. Now, one other thing is, if you've got questions about those files, I, as I read the files, I refer to them by a number. So if you've got a question, rather than just emailing me and going, oh, you know this file, you say to me, hey, JT, file number 24. You said this, what did you mean, or what else was there? And I'm more than happy to just shoot you up off a copy of that file as well, because they're all in PDF, they're very easy to read. John and his team went through, did an amazing job converting these files into PDF, so they're quite easy to maneuver. So with all of that out of the way, folks, let's get into these CIA files. I mean, that's why you're here after all, isn't it? with document number 29 and like I say if you've got questions or comments about these documents you want to quote document 29 when you email me or message me okay so this is another uh, basically CIA monitoring of foreign uh, media and this was uh, Radio Moscow 
And this was Radio Moscow in Korean, which I do find interesting. Okay, so Moscow, Radio Moscow in Korean, uh, 20th of February, 1992. Uh, in a TV interview, Yeltsin stresses justness of reform put in motion. Ukraine president calls for CIS republics in possession of nuclear weapons to take parts in arms control with the U.S. Talk on fifth medal CIS skier won in Olympic Winter Games. So generally, folks, for those of you who have listened to a few, you'll know I'm just kind of scrolling through looking for our UFO uh, or similar type of content. I also just try and give you a bit of a background of what was going on in the world at that time, if there's relevant stuff. So here's one that's interesting. Brief review of data on ROK. So I'm not sure what ROK is. Carried by Russian publications. ROK Science Technology Committee plans to invite former Soviet scientists to work in ROK, okay, Republic of Korea. Republic of Korea Air Force fighters scrambled to intercept a flying object, but failed to identify it. ROK TV, SBS, warned by TV, radio committee against airing of programs harmful to youth. Okay, interesting. And it... Looks like, oh no, that might not be the only one. Sorry, I thought that might be it. But I'm just scrolling down to see if there's some more here. So, ROK, Republic of Korea, off the top of my head, that will be North Korea. I don't believe that that's South Korea, um, but I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, so that is basically our UFO bit in there. So, interesting again. Once again, another country who scrambled fighter jets to try and chase a, f a flying object of some sort and couldn't catch it. So yeah, interesting yet again. So again, I know most of you already know this, but for those of you that don't, UFOs are definitely a global thing. It's not only in the U.S. or in Europe. It's all over the globe. And if depending on who you listen to and what you feel is quote-unquote evidence... They go back for hundreds or thousands or maybe even tens of thousands of years. So that was number 29. And now I'm moving on to document number 30. And this one says, Honorable Gordon H. Shearer, House of Representatives, Washington, 25 D.C. Dear Mr. Shearer, in your letter of 24th August, you forwarded a copy of a letter from Mrs. Catherine Carter Golden of Cincinnati, in which she discussed the subject of unidentified flying objects. Mrs. Golden seemed particularly interested in the pictures taken in Brazil and shown on the Dave Garraway show. Alright, I don't know about that. The photograph referred to by Mrs. Golden was taken by a freelance photographer. Contrary to her information, this photograph was not developed in the presence of persons other than the photographer. Mrs. Golden has corresponded with the Department of State and the Air Force for some time on the general subject of unidentified flying objects. The Department of the Air Force has primary responsibility for investigating information pertaining to UFOs. Mrs. Golden recently contacted the State Department on the subject of the alleged Brazilian sighting, and her query was referred to the Department of the Air Force, whose reply is attached. This agency has no information other than that which has already been provided the Air Force on this subject. 
And it says John S. Warner Legislative Council, which is legalese for their lawyer. And okay, so it's just got another copy of the same letter. And it's got who it went to. So OSI, legal counsel, are the letters that it was sent to. So when the CIA was still operating as the OSI, this would be in the early 50s, I would say. So it's probably right around that 1957 start date that we've uh, that these documents supposedly start from. Or that's what I've heard is they start from 1957 on. And that's the ones that I found. So just through the magic of editing here, we're going to very quickly pause. And I'm going to see if I can find anything about these UFO photos that were on this TV program. Aha, folks. Well, we found it. Now, first and foremost, that program. Hold on. I just need to go back over here and open my link. So that uh, Dave Garraway show. Dave Garraway was apparently one of the hosts of the Today Show in the U.S., back in the early 1950s. So I found out a bit more about these UFO photos. Now, unfortunately, I haven't been able to see them or anything like that. But I found out a bit why this uh, Dave Garraway would be doing the UFO stuff. So he was on the Today Show, and then in 1953-1954, he had his own program for one year. Now, the best I can track it down, and I haven't dug into it forever in a day, but basically, uh, I do believe that this took place on the D Today Show, this photo was shown, but it doesn't really matter. So, the person who apparently was showing these photos was a gentleman named Raymond E. Fowler. Now, I want to give credit where credit's due, of course, so I found this from a UFO Hunter's Guide, Sightings, Abductions, Hotspots, and Conspiracies. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes, okay? So it says, Raymond E. Fowler is a science educator and author whose career included a tour with the U.S. Air Force Security Service and 25 years with GTE government systems. So it's not just some novice like me, okay? Fowler's contributions to ufology are respected by UFO researchers throughout the world. His investigative reports have been published in congressional hearings, military publications, newspapers, magazines, and professional journals in the U.S. and abroad. He served as chairman of the Massachusetts Subcommittee for the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, or NICAP. You've heard me talk about NICAP before. As an early warning coordinator for the U.S. Air Force Contracted UFO Study at the University of Colorado, and as a scientific associate for the Center for UFO Study, or CUFOS, in later years, he has served as Director of Investigations on the Board of Directors of MUFON and was the editor of their Field Investigators Manual. Fowler has also been featured on hundreds of radio and TV shows in the U.S. since 1963. Now, I'd say that's 1953 because the Dave Garraway Show is listed here, including the Dave Garraway Show, the Dick Cavett Show, the Mike Douglas Show, Good Morning America, Unsolved Mysteries, and Sightings as well as a number of network television and syndicated documentaries on UFOs. Author of 11 books on the subject of UFOs and paranormal phenomena, Fowler is a classic example of a by-the-book investigator. Among his books are UFOs, Interplanetary Visitors, The Andreessen Affair, Casebook of a UFO Investigator, The Watchers, and The Allagash Abductions. Fowler built the Woodside Planetarium and Observatory in Wenham, Massachusetts, 
which was written up in Sky and Telescope magazine. He moved to Kennebunk, Maine in 2002, where he has built another observatory and continues teaching courses in various scientific subjects in his home classroom for the Kennebunk Adult Education Program. So this is a luminary in the field, folks. Um, and if I saw him, I may very well know who he is. There are a lot of people, when I see video or a photo of them, I'll go, oh, yeah, I know who that is. So again, another very fascinating document here about this lady asking the CIA about this photo that she saw on the television. And basically, the man who was showing the photo is a no-nonsense UFO investigator. This isn't some charlatan that's just a fly-by-night guy trying to sell books. So I find it fascinating. Uh, so again, that one is document 30 if you want to ask more about it or you want a copy of it. And I'll put a link to that bit about uh, Raymond E. Fowler in the show notes. So you can go over there and check that out as well if you'd like. Okay, so now we're moving on to document number 31. Okay, so this one is prepared and disseminated by the CIA. Report of Unidentified Flying Objects. Okay, uh, looks like 5th January 56. In early, in early November 1955, we received a letter from Redacted. Belgian Congo regarding and delivery inf information on a short document or sorry short looks like compact 60 meter telescope which we or it's just hard to read folks I'm sorry I'm just skipping over what I can't read paragraphs are from redacted letter as you Americans do not want to tell us what the so significant, so so stunningly called flying saucers are. Say so, so again. I'm sorry, I can't read all these words. And above all, what they what they want, and this may be very important in the future. I added your excellent telescope for myself. And my observation group, which I am uh, unintelligible, the UFO slash unidentified flying objects are are more and more over this ter over this country, and very sorry, it, it's just really hard to read this, my friends, of this land and its beautiful sights. And we here look more often is the, in the sky than though than the busy Americans. So they're basically saying that in this, I believe it's in the Congo, Belgian Congo, that they have more time to look at the skies than in America where everyone's busy. When telling me, please remember, packing must always armor plated, otherwise the. Local vandals may destroy the telescope even before it reaches me. So it's someone talking about wanting, I believe, my understanding would be filling in the blanks, is that he's basically asking for a telescope so from the Belgian Congo so that he can look at these UFOs. He's saying he's seeing more and more of these UFOs, and he's basically asking for them to send him a telescope and make sure that it's 
secured so that it's not stolen before it reaches him. But very fascinating little document. And again, like I say, quite hard to read. It's just three, four short paragraphs. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, I really, I really wish with some of these folks that um, they weren't degraded and a little easier to read. So that one is uh, document 31. Now we're moving into document 32. And this one is one of the newer ones again. So this is one, you've heard me talk about this, basically the CIA monitoring overseas communications in other countries, overseas media. So this one, uh, and again, what this is, is it, it will say various places that have been copied in in this. And then it's got a bit of the time, uh, you know, going through the episode, what was on at what time. So just have to try and work out what year to begin with. So from FBI's London, UK. Okay, here we go. All right, so this one, is, it's basically, it's like a, it's a list of programs and what time they're on. But I think, so I think it's just going to say a certain show was on at one time or another with something to do about UFOs. Now, I see this Rust Studio and Tele Telotsia. So I would say that, again, they're monitoring Russian, yeah, Russian TV here. So it may be just somewhere in Eastern Europe. It might not be Russia itself. Uh, Morning Star, cartoons. Interesting. And again, it's just, it's been fascinating to me, folks, to just see how, how uh, interested the CIA was in all of these things. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be, but it's just very interesting. Okay, here we go. Here's our little tie-in. It's a program at 3.25 in the afternoon, which was called Extra UFO. And it was a half an hour program. But again, that's all there is on it. And unfortunately, that is how some of these documents are. They'll just be one little line like that and just enough to kind of whet our appetites. So not much to see there, folks. Uh, it does say here, all times Moscow, GMT plus three. So, uh, again, I would say this is somewhere in Eastern Europe. That would be my guess is what they were monitoring. But we know they they were monitoring stuff all over, allies and uh, people behind the cold, uh, the, be, behind the Iron Curtain. So it could be anywhere. Okay, so here's the last one for this episode. And this is one of the early... Documents from 8th of May, 1957, and it says, Memorandum for Assistant to the Director, I'm assuming of the CIA. Attention, Mr. Redacted. Subject, and again, this is starting to get really hard to read. Extension letter to the OSI. Something extension letter to the OSI is what it looks like. One, attached is a um, something reply to Mr. Pevison, we leave ascertained that the recording is to CSI and friend to be of U.S. origin. Sorry, it's just really hard to read some of these. Arrangements have been made with ATIC, I think. So again, here we go, right back to that one. Um, 
I just got to look it up here, folks. You've heard me refer to it on here over and over again. I just got to find this uh, this place so I get the acronym right for you. It's like uh, it's the one that was based out of out of right field. Just trying to find it quickly. Usually I can find it speedily, but obviously this time not. It's on one of these papers I got sitting around here. Uh, ATIC, where are we? Oh, uh, well, sorry, folks. Doesn't look like it's... Ah, here we go. ATIC. So that's the Air Technical Intelligence Center. So they're involved in this letter. With ATIC for a letter to be sent by them to Mr. Davidson or Peridson, whatever it is, explaining that they have they have found the telling him what the findings were so yeah sorry folks <laughs> it's really hard to read that one um and then a letter here mr there's a letter to this leon festian or something like that white plains new york references made to uh, your 21 April 1957 letter addressed to Mr. D uh, Dulles, so Alan Dulles, I believe, a survey of the intelligence community has resulted in the determination that the tape in question was analyzed by another agency of the government. We believe that you will receive another communication about or shortly from the Air Force, which will ease easier answer your query as to the regard of the recording uh s arnold shaw assistant to the director so what this is showing folks is that someone has gotten in touch with the cia wanting to know about a certain recording now i don't know if this is a video recording or audio and they've basically sent him a letter saying oh well this is going to come to you from the u.s air force it's not us but, it, again, it just shows these kind of communications going on in the background, behind the scenes, between these different agencies, not wanting to look stupid, but at the same time, they've all got their fingers in the pie. So, I love it because I've read several times here, you know, they'll kind of say, oh, well, we're not, we're not the ones responsible for investigating, but they still are, and they're still gathering information. So, wouldn't you just think if you were the CIA, right? Now, again, I don't know how this works. I've never worked in the CIA or any of these agencies. But wouldn't you think that basically anything handed to you that's got to do with UFOs, if that wasn't up to you, don't you think you'd just immediately pass it on to the Air Force? Almost like have a, a forwarding you know, type setup where you just slap a forwarding address on it and send it back out. You open it, you go, okay, this letter is about UFOs, and you would forward it on to the Air Force. I do find it quite fascinating, personally, that supposedly, hey, we're not interested in this, and this is all the Air Force, but at the same time, they're doing investigations, and they're running interference. So, yeah, it's, tell you what, folks, it's um, it's a sticky wicket, this one, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out, and it's going to be very interesting to see if we do find anything out in June. Now, I've been on the record basically saying that I felt we would find out very little because a lot of these things have been moved into private hands or private companies so that FOIA requests and things like that are not going to have any effect and that there will be very little when it comes time to turn these documents over. Now, you would have heard me on the last episode talking about how I was listening to um, 
Richard Dolan. And his spin on this, on this six months thing, is that basically you're not going to get a lot, not for that reason, but basically you're not going to get a lot because there's no way that all of these different agencies are going to be able to compile everything they have in six months. And so he feels that you're going to be seeing much more something like them requesting an extension to provide this information. And again, as we all know, right, there's still going to be things in here. And Richard Dolan pointed out something I didn't know, because a lot of people assume this is to be presented to us. It is not to be presented to us. It's to be presented to Congress. And there will be a uh, non, um, sorry, non-classified segment and a classified segment. So he said there's a very good chance that there will be things shown to Congress that will be, you know, kind of home runs, but we will never see them. They'll be kept secret. And listening to Luis Elizondo on Jimmy Church last week or the week before, whenever it was, he basically said the same thing. He he was very careful what he said, but he basically said, if you think that the things that the Pentagon and these congressmen and that are getting so excited about are the things that you and I have seen in the public, you're dreaming. It's things that are still classified, are only shown to Congress uh, congressional leaders in that, and that we won't see them, and we may never see them. So, yeah, folks, let's just try and stay positive, but all I'm saying is I've I've got a very firm belief myself that disclosure as far as here's a video of a UFO inter interfering with a missile and we're releasing it, or here's a star map of where these aliens... We're, we're not going to get that. That's just my personal opinion, at least not from the U.S. government, and definitely not in this June dump. But we will see, and we will stay positive, and we will hope that there is something in there that's quite good. There's been a lot in these UFO files so far, as far as I'm concerned. So with that, folks, I hope you have a great weekend. I'll talk to you early in the week. Like I say, the plan is to have that Season 3 premiere episode out, as per normal. And then we'll go from there. I don't know how many of these CIA episodes I'll be able to kind of sew in amongst the edges but um i'll do my best and again i'll be looking at what we're going to do with patreon whether it's bonus content there will m most most assuredly be bonus content of some type on patreon i just don't know what type it will be but i will tell you this i won't be moving the program to patreon meaning that you'll still get your episodes free to air so to speak there might be some bonus content on there like i say but this is what you got to do people support the show they deserve to have access to some things that are above and beyond the normal show. So with that being said, my friends, like I say, have a good weekend. If you've got any questions, if you want to know about any more about these documents, if you'd like a copy, or if you just want to get in touch with me, drop me a line, get a hold of me on social media, email me, and I wish the very best to each and every one of you listening. Take care, and we will talk again very soon.